Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning, Bobcat and Rattler fans. Welcome to this Friday morning edition of Bobcat Radio. I'm your host, Taylor Quinn, and today I'm joined by my producer, Paxton Graff, and my co-hosts, Miles Vaughn and David Castaneda. We've got a fun show planned for you guys today, where we'll talk about some Bobcat and Rattler sports. Before we get into it, though, let's throw it to Miles with a word from our sponsor. All right, Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio, located on the northbound Frontage Road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos. Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Thank you, Miles. We're going to get started with some Texas State basketball. Both teams had games last night, so let's begin with Texas State men's basketball. The Bobcats defeated Georgia Southern last night by a score of 70-67 to to make them 11-11 overall and 4-5 in conference play. The Bobcats snapped their three-game losing streak, and two key players in that game were Davion Coleman and Nigel Caesar, who combined for 39 points off the bench in that victory. What do you guys think the Bobcats did well in the game last night after initially being down 10-0? Yeah, um, I want to start by saying Nigel Caesar had an incredible performance. <clears throat> um, obviously, tied his season high with 23. Um, that last came in December 10th against UT Arlington, and it was just phenomenal, phenomenal performance to step up when there's a couple injuries. And, uh, you know, Davion Coleman at the same time did his thing. Uh, hit that crazy circus shot. Um, and the three-pointer off the glass just, you know, hyped up the crowd. But, um, you know, almost lost it there at the end again. But uh, uh, fortunately, we were able to hang on tight. Yeah, able to hang on and officially snap that three-game losing streak. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's hard to say a three-game losing streak with this program and what they've done in the past two seasons uh, it's almost unheard of, but this year is obviously different. But you know, people give them crap for that. But when you gotta realize they've had they've been battling injuries all season long, and there's only so much you can do when your key players are out night after night. And to come in and get a win finally at home, first one in a while. Uh, I mean, coming off the bench, like y'all said, with Caesar and Coleman combined 39 points. I just want to talk about Coleman for a second. I mean, he hit a career high of 16 points, and entering this game, he had only scored two three-pointers all season long, and last night he had three alone just in one game. And so that just tells you the performance that the bench has done as a whole, uh, really just this whole entire season so far. And uh, it's been enjoyable to watch, but it won't be any laughing matter this uh this next game against Southern Miss, they need to really just, uh, you know, feed off of this energy from this win and transfer it to Southern Miss. That's, I believe this is the first time they're playing Southern Miss in uh, conference history, so uh, it, it should be a good one. Um, definitely watching this game uh, yesterday was definitely – it was great. Um, it was definitely – he saw more confidence between the players, especially at the bench because – Injuries, of course. But, uh, yeah, I, I, it's going to be a tough game, this upcoming uh, game against Southern Miss, but I think the boys will come through. 
Yeah, Texas State definitely bounced back last night. They even went on two 7-0 runs in the second half. And Caesar was 10 from 14 from the field, and his energy off the bench definitely helped secure the Bobcats' win. And the Bobcats' next game will be at Southern Miss tomorrow on ESPN Plus at 2 p.m. Now, moving on from men's basketball, let's go to Texas State women's basketball. So yesterday, the Bobcats came back from a double-digit deficit on the road against Old Dominion. The final score was 52-46, to making the Bobcats 6-3 overall in conference play. Danasia Hood was back for the Bobcats after missing two previous games and ended the game with 18 points. So I'm going to open up to you guys. What do you think about this, you know, being the second time in three games that the Bobcats have overcome a double-digit deficit? Yeah, well, um, I mean, like you said, it Danasia Hood finally returning after two games, um, and right off the bat, being the leading scorer for the team, eighteen points, nine rebounds, and two assists. I mean, you can't speak to that at all. I mean, she's she's a true leader. Um, what I really wanted to focus on was the uh, turnover differential, as most of these games go, and what's been a trend in um, the recent women's basketball games has been the points off turnovers. We were able to get 12 to Old Dominion 7. And, I mean, it's just – it's good to see that uh, that both teams are able to come out on top last night. Uh, like, like, he, like he said, um, turnovers was our biggest – like our biggest weakness over the past few games, let them get on top. Um, <clears throat> with with Danasia coming back and scoring 18, it definitely helped us since she's our leading scorer, of course. Um, I feel like she brings the team back together as one um but i think we'll definitely be better i'm coming this next game against southern miss well southern miss is going to be a challenging one they're currently uh second in the conference uh sitting at seven and two in conference and 14 and six overall and so you know i'm curious to see how the bobcats will play we will actually be uh calling that one uh which will be fun We'll probably miss a little bit of the first quarter due to uh, the men's game overlapping with this one, but uh, we will be on the call for that one, so y'all make sure to tune in, but it should be an entertaining one. Uh, you got the fourth-ranked uh, conference Bobcats going against the second-ranked uh, Southern Miss Golden Eagles, so uh should be a good one. I'm I'm interested to see how Hood would do. You know, like you mentioned, she was missing, she missed those previous two games. Uh, first game back, and she was one rebound away from a double-double. Uh, so that just tells you the impact that she has on this team. And if you look at the box score, when she's in, she kind of transfers her quote-unquote talent to the other players. Um, you know, Tiana Eden was going off in this game. Um, Ja'Kayla, not Ja'Kayla Bowie. Um, Kennedy Taylor was going off in this game. So, you know, she kind of transfers that power to everyone else whenever she's on the court, and you can tell – her presence it's felt whenever she's actually playing. Yes, and again, the Bobcats' next game is tomorrow at Strahan Arena at 4 a.m. against Southern Miss, and Giancarlo will be calling the game. So let's move on now to San Marcos basketball. We're going to start talking about women's basketball. So the women's team has a district game tonight against East Central, and they're 1-5 in, in district right now, and they have struggled a little bit. What do you guys think are some key things they need to do in their matchup tonight? Yeah, um, we kind of spoke about it in the uh, Claws of the Wall podcast, but, you know, when you have a team that's slumping like that, especially in high school, you know, it's very hard to find the root of the problem, um, whether it's coaching or the players or, 
you know, you kind of just got to figure out where to go with it. And it's, and it's tough. It's a, it's a rough point in the season. You know, you, you know that you didn't get the start you wanted and that can, that can sort of like lean on your head for all the players and the coaches and they're going to have to turn it around, you know, um, obviously for their, for their supporters, you know, and, and, and mainly for themselves, you know, they got to find some sort of little momentum lapse and they can get it tonight. Um, yeah, but they got it. They got it. They got it. They got to turn it around. Yeah, they do. I mean, they they finally caught a break this uh, past Tuesday with New Braunfels, uh, but it was their f- officially their first district win in the first six games in district. Uh, so you're sitting at one and five in district right now, and that's not really a spot you want to be in. Now, luckily for their sake, they're just at that fifth spot, so they're right outside the the top four that uh, you know move on to playoffs. But uh, if my math is correct, I believe I believe they only have five or six games left in uh in the season and they desperately need to win at least three of those games at least um and you know east central is not going to be um easy by any means east central is currently uh third in the district meanwhile sam marcus is like i said in fifth uh so it'll be interesting to see how the rattlers hold off the hornets um but you know, I it's a it, it's an interesting deal. We uh, you've got the boys basketball who's obviously doing fantastic, and then the girls basketball they're just right there. They're they're trying to get to that five hundred point, but it seems like every time they're close to it, they just get a, a loss. And I think they're going to use that to motivate them tonight. So, yeah, I agree. It'll definitely be a tough matchup tonight. But again, Joey Gonzalez and Justin Brown will be on the call at seven p.m. for that game. And we're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll return with more basketball. And we're back. Now we're going to move on to San Marcos High School men's basketball. So the Rattlers are currently 29-2 overall and 4-0 in district play. They have another district game tonight away at East Central. The Rattlers have been dominant this season with key players like Malik Presley and Texas State commit Caden Gums. What are you looking forward to in this game tonight? Yeah, you know, uh, soon to be all Americans for sure. Um, and it's funny how it's a completely different script from the women's basketball. You know, these boys are just looking uh, to pounce off of their momentum. You know, they had their game against New Braunfels, which, I mean, in my opinion, was their toughest challenge yet. So I think from here, you know, until they get to to the more important games, it, it should be it should be smooth sailing with the confidence that they're rolling with. <clears throat> oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely up from here from here for the boys, uh, especially watching that game on Tuesday against the Braunfels. Um, they, they're, they're really a hard a hard playing team. So, I mean, um, I, I expect the most from this team coming to playoffs. Yeah, this is uh, this is definitely a playoff caliber team. Uh, we were able to call that game Tuesday night. And I mean, what a game it was. Definitely. By far, besides uh, probably Stony Point, probably the the toughest game uh, this season for the Rattlers, and they didn't really show that it was the toughest game for them. Uh, I mean, it was pretty lopsided. I'm not going to say lopsided, but it was pretty uh, one side contested the whole entire way. Uh, The Unicorns never actually took the lead. Uh, The closest they got was four points. Uh, unless you want to count when the game first started at zero, that was it. But other than that, the closest they got was within four points, uh, which was about late second quarter. Um, and then the Rattlers, I mean, they took off at the uh, second half. I don't know what Coach Miller said to them at halftime, but 
whatever he said worked because they came out of the gates and I, I think they scored 25 points, something like that, in the third quarter alone, um, which the Unicorns just couldn't really bounce off of that. Uh, you know, one thing I, uh, Kobe and I were pointing out in that game is the Unicorns, I mean, they were constantly subbing. Every free throw trip for either team, they were subbing at least two players. Meanwhile, the Rattlers, they probably had eight total guys on the court that night. Uh, for New Braunfels, they had, they I think they had like 13 men on their roster, and I think probably two of them didn't play that game. That was it. Um, but, you know, uh, it, it was a great performance uh, from Caden Gums, from Javen Cover. I, I believe he ended the night four for six. Um, with yeah, 12 points, somewhere around that, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, that's that's Tuesday night. Tonight is Friday night, and they've got a district opponent against East Central. Now, East Central, um, I don't want to say it's the laughing stock of this district, but they are the in last place right now with 15 and 13 overall. And, uh, you know, uh, the Rattlers, they can't go into this game thinking, oh, this is going to be easy, blah, 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 because it's not. I mean, this is... This is Texas high school basketball. You can't ever say that. Um, and so, you know, don't go into this game thinking it's going to be easy or a cakewalk or anything like that. But as long as you go into the game with that mentality and folk go into it with the mentality that you had against New Braunfels, I mean, this is – if they do that for every single one of, their, one of their games, I mean, they're looking at San Antonio by the end of February, maybe early March. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's fun to call, and we still have more calls for them. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for this matchup tonight. I'm excited to do, see what Caden Gums is going to do. I just love his ability to lock up players, and the amount of assists he gets per game is insane. So, again, that game will be tonight against East Central. Moving on now to some national sports, we're going to talk NFL playoff predictions. So we have the Bengals versus the Chiefs and the Niners versus the Eagles. You know, I want to know your guys' predictions and what two teams you think we'll end up seeing in the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, we also talked about this on the podcast. My two predictions um, for the Eagles and the Niners, I'm going to have to go with the Niners. That defense has just been absolutely crazy these, um, you know, these last couple these last couple games in the playoffs. Um, Dallas Cowboys get a bad rep, but, uh, you know, they had a pretty good, they had a pretty good offense all season. And uh, the 49ers just made them look like they didn't belong there. And, um, you know, you can't really, you can't really speak to that enough. And uh, the Eagles, their offense is, is their main weapon. And if the Niners can contain that, I could see them taking a trip to the Super Bowl. Um as far as the Bengals and the Chiefs, uh, it's hard to imagine the Chiefs being able to beat them without Tyreek Hill this time. They couldn't do it last year, and um, I don't see any reason on why that will change. Uh, starting off from the AFC side, I got the Bengals um, with with Patrick Mahomes being come off an injury injury, and them not having Tyreek. It's going to be a tough game for the Bengals. I mean, for the Chiefs. So I, I got the Bengals coming out this game. And then for the Niners and the Eagles, I definitely got the Niners. Uh, like what Davis said, the, the defense is too tough, and they, they their offense is tough too. So I got I got Niners and uh and Bengals. Uh, well, I mean, there's nothing much I can say as far as uh, as far as this game uh, or these two games. Um, because it's either the 49ers, uh, and if they win the whole thing, they have more than the Cowboys. And then it's either the Eagles, which, blech, 
uh, the Eagles. I would have would have much rather the Giants have gone, but uh, you know that's a different story. But um, my, my dad would say the same thing about that. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, as far as the AFC side, um, uh, I gotta go with the Bengals. Um, it, it's more because I, I like their story. They, you know, they haven't won a Super Bowl yet. They've got Joe Burrow. Uh, they've got that. Awesome offense um, and obviously a great defense too. Um, But I got to go with the Bengals. Uh, The thing that I look at for Super Bowls when the Cowboys aren't in it is who either hasn't won one in a while or hasn't won one at all. Uh, And in that case, it's the Bengals. Chiefs won two, three years ago. Uh, Eagles won uh, five years ago. Uh, 49ers would have more than the Cowboys. So it's like, uh, well, Bengals have nothing. So I'll root for them. Um, but you know, as far as the NFC side, <laughs> it's, it's one of those deals where it's like, it's really hard to choose. Yeah. If I had to choose, I, I guess the 49ers, cause that would kind of make the Cowboys loss look a little less bad if the 49ers went all the way. Uh, cause it's like, oh, well we lost to the Super Bowl champs. Um, but you know, that's, that's really the only reason why I would choose the 49ers, but it should be a good one. Um, but I want to know what, what, what's y'all opinion on the Pro Bowl this year with the whole, flag football deal no longer going to be just two-hand touch football essentially is actually going to be somewhat competitive what do y'all think yeah no I I agree and and you know there was a time when the Pro Bowl was actually people trying to you know lay people out but uh you know over the last years it's gotten almost awkward to watch man I mean you see these like absolute studs that you know can lay out a pretty decent hit and you know they're just wrapping up it's Kind of weird to watch. I support it. Um, you know, the Pro Bowl could have way more adjustments than it does right now, a lot more activities. But, um, but I mean, I, I support it. And, you know, if if, if from, from a team standpoint, you know, these guys are investments. You're paying millions of dollars for them. Um, you really don't want them going out and, and, and getting injured on a game that really doesn't even matter. I mean, I, I'd rather I'd rather have the t- traditional like eleven on eleven game, but um, I mean I, I would like to see change uh, coming this year. Um, yeah, it's it, it's not hitting the same as it used to fifteen twenty years ago, where, where people were laying each other out. Um, so I mean, you might as well have flag football if you have two hand touch. So. Yeah, I think it's definitely interesting, you know, three seven-on-seven flag football games. I mean, I'm a little excited to see what that'll be like, but definitely better than the past couple of years. (laughs) But anyways, um, we're going to move on to the NBA All-Star game. Yesterday, the starters were announced. You know, we got LeBron as one captain and Giannis as the other. Um, What do you guys think about the starters for this All-Star game? Well, starting with the Eastern Conference, um, you know, we have our usual Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Giannis, kind of sneaking in there for me, at least, um, Kyrie, and especially Donovan Mitchell. What he's been able to do in Cleveland this year um, has been absolutely insane. Uh, He had that one, what was it, 71-point game? Yeah, that was unfortunately when uh, DeMar Hamlin went down that one day, and so it kind of got overshadowed, but... You know, that is absolutely insane. And I remember thinking at the beginning of the season that that is exactly what the Cavaliers needed. Um, As far as the Western Conference goes, my biggest surprise on there is Zion Williamson. You know, he's been able to do his thing and kind of what we all expected him to do. 
And for from the Pelican standpoint, you gotta you gotta you gotta love that. You gotta love that because he's gone down the last couple of years, and you know this year he's he's really playing to what they drafted him for. Um, but as far as the rest of the Western Conference, <laughs> Luca, Stephen Curry, Jokic, and LeBron James. I mean, did we expect anything else? Um, yeah. Um, well, com- coming off what Davis said, yeah, that David. They were definitely hooping, especially Luka. Luka and uh, Jokic was hooping. Uh, Zion is definitely well-deserved. Um, but going on the east side, um, yeah, Kyrie definitely snuck up in there. Um, but Donovan, yeah, he, he definitely deserved it. So I'm, I'm kind of excited for this game coming up in a few weeks. So it's going to be a great game. I'm just surprised that Shaw Morant didn't uh, make it in one of the starters deal. I think that he is. Uh, I mean, we we kind of talked about it on Claws to the Wall a few weeks ago. I think he's a MVP sleeper right now. Mm. Uh, so the fact that he's not a starter is surprising. But that's not saying that the people who are starters right now don't deserve it. I think uh, you know you got phenomenal starting lineup. Uh, Zion's a little surprising uh, just yeah. because of the whole injury situation, uh, which you know Zion's an amazing player, but I feel like he, he's uh, he's been demoted I guess you can say uh, for lack of a better word as far as his talent because of his injuries and every time it seems like he has a great game and then the next night he's injured for three weeks or so Um, but I mean Jokic uh, Luka I mean that is that is the ideal combination that I would want to see in Dallas Uh, people say if that ever did happen it would be the other way it'd be to Denver um, but you know, come on, Mark Cuban, you got something to work with. But uh, Stephen Curry, as long as he doesn't throw that mouth guard, he'll be good. Uh, just keep that mouth guard in. Uh, LeBron, uh, I mean, we already know what he's gonna do, he's gonna be great. But I will point out, uh, LeBron has recruited Luca for the past four years now, and they've never lost. So, uh, you know. Uh, West is three and zero, so with Luca and LeBron, uh, but Jason Tatum, I mean, phenomenal talent, uh, uh, phenomenal talent. That's all I gotta say. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, obviously, he is like completely turning around that Cavs organization just as a standalone player right now. And who would have thought? I mean, we were we were talking about that. The Jazz, I mean, they get rid of their two best players, and they're still like you know West great uh, team in the West. And then Donovan Mitchell, rather than, you know, slipping down after being with the Jazz, he's honestly kind of gotten a little better uh, with kind of a quote-unquote less talented team, uh, which is, you know, uh, unheard of, but still phenomenal for him. Uh, You got the Slim Reaper, uh, used to be my favorite player, uh, but we won't go into that. Um, And then Giannis, uh, great, great athlete, the Greek freak. Uh, Kyrie, I am a little surprised just with all the controversy, but as far as his ball play, I, I think he deserves it. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, it, it's a great lineup. I'm interested to see uh, who the reserves will be and how they'll choose them, how they'll separate them, uh, split them up. But, you know, it, it should be a great game. Uh, I'll be tuned in. I'm, I'm hoping the freaking dunk contest, though, will be entertaining this year. Was it last year where it was just so boring? Yeah. Or was it the year before? They need to get Aaron Gordon back in the dunk oh contest, my. please. Aaron, Zach Levine. Have they announced who's on there yet? I don't think so. I, yeah, I think they just close. announced starters. Um, but, like, yeah. the three-point contest, we need to just bring back Ray Allen, 
you know, Reggie Miller, yeah. bring, uh, Larry Bird. Ugh, Larry Bird would be gross to watch right now. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I'm I'm interested to watch. This is uh, the All Star Game or All Star Weekend is by far the greatest out of all of them. Uh, I mean, MLB does a good job with like the home run derby and stuff, but I feel like the NBA is just better overall. Uh, obviously, it's way better than the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl, you've got the skills challenge, which is kind of entertaining, uh, but the actual main game is not. But, um, you know, ever since the NBA switched over to the whole, like, you play, what was it, like, three quarters or something like that? I don't remember mm. exactly what it was. Yeah, and then you got to reach a certain score. Yeah. Um, it's been entertaining to watch. So, um, you know, I'm interested to watch it and uh, see how it turns out this year. But I'm pulling for my man, Luca. Come on, win it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely excited. I think this is like part three of Team LeBron versus Team Giannis in the All-Star game. And I definitely like how they're going to be like drafting their team right before the All-Star game actually starts. So definitely something to look forward to. But um, before we wrap it up, I'm going to throw it to Paxton with a quick weather update. So today's weather, it is currently 54 degrees. We have a high of 60 today and a low of 33. It looks like it's pretty much going to be partly cloudy all day today. Um, If you are by chance up at 3 a.m. tomorrow morning, we have a 20% chance of rain, but that is the only chance of rain within the next two days. Um, But, you know, since today is Friday, I'll just go ahead and do the weekend. Uh, Tomorrow... Uh, expect a low of 48 and a high of 68. Uh, looks like it's going to be a little bit of a cloudy day, but no chance of rain, at least at the moment. Uh, and then Sunday, it will be a low of 53 and a high of 71. So it looks like we're going back to the 70s. Um, but that is because we are expected to have rain that day. 70% chance of rain. And uh, other than that, it is a nice weekend. So go and enjoy. Go to Austin. Go to San Antonio. Stay here in San Marcos. Uh, go to some Texas State games. Uh, should be a good one. And uh, I'm done with my weather report. <laughs> Thank you, Paxton. Well, that's all the time we have for today. But don't worry, we'll have you covered again with everything Bobcat and Rattler related in our Monday edition of Bobcat Radio next week. If you enjoyed this episode of Bobcat Radio and want to continue hearing anything San Marcos High School and Texas State related, then make sure to keep up with us by following us at KTSW Sports on Twitter and Instagram. For Paxton Graff, Miles Vaughn, and David Castaneda, I'm Taylor Quinn, and thank you for listening to this Friday edition of Bobcat Radio. Now let's get you back to the other side of radio.